Greetings, Internet friend. Welcome to Walking and Talking. This is Ben Bennett. This is the audio version of an episode that was originally recorded as a video, but I've transferred it over to this audio podcast format in order to offer you a more flexible way to engage with it, rather than staring at a YouTube video for four hours. You can now superimpose my rambling over whichever compatible experience you desire, whether it be driving, walking, scrubbing the mildew off the bathtub, or attending an important Zoom meeting. Please excuse the poor microphone technique of the early walking and talking episodes. I promise it does get better as the series goes on. Since this was originally a video, I might occasionally refer to some visual element that you're not seeing, but by and large, all of the relevant information is in the audio. Publishing walking and talking as an audio podcast in addition to YouTube does cost me extra time and money, so if you find yourself listening regularly, please do consider supporting me via Patreon at patreon.com slash Benjamin Bennett. I want to make these episodes with more frequency and quality, and you can be assured that even tiny amounts of money that you donate will go a very long way in making that possible, in part because I am an anti-consumerist tightwad who will maximize the utility of anything you donate. I do publish some exclusive patron-only content on my Patreon page if that's of any interest to you, but my first priority is to continue making this show free for everyone and without ads or promotions. So once again, please check out patreon.com slash benjaminbennett and consider chucking me at least a couple of bucks. Any questions, comments, or feedback can be emailed to me at sittingandsmiling at gmail.com. And believe me, I do really appreciate any thoughtful emails that I receive. It's a welcome counterweight to all the inane YouTube comments on my channel. I'll put these links in the show notes, and without any further blathering, let's get on to the long blather. <laughs> Hello, my internet friends. Welcome to Walking and Talking, the show where I walk and talk. Um, what to say? I'm glad you're here with me. I'm glad to be here with you. Um, other than that, I feel um, pretty... I I would I'll say I'll say generally I feel pretty good and I'm still you know trying to just hone in my attention uh, into that and try and discern with a little bit more accuracy just what variety of good that I'm feeling I think it's uh, <clears throat> a little bit of like relief you could say um well more than relief um it's like like some actual relaxation and uh enjoying um company and enjoying uh things and activities and uh, 
my surroundings. <clears throat> and, but, I mean, significant is that I get to be here with you through this mediated mediation. which enhances my ability to enjoy this experience. Although I, I feel a, a little bit of, of uh, concern about you, about um, the potential of uh, causing you to uh, spend a lot of time viewing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that this media is maybe a good alternative to other types of media that suck you in more. I think, but, you know, extent that this video is alluring and captivating then I feel some concern about captivating you And it's, it's interesting, like, often I'll feel some self-consciousness about this, about walking and talking being boring. And now I'm like, it's probably good that it's boring. The uh, ideal would be if watching it kind of um, my hope would be that walking and talking would point more people away from YouTube than suck people into watching YouTube. Um, and that's based on my suspicion that uh, watching large amounts of media is, doesn't contribute to your overall well-being, your sense of well-being.
And I noticed this in myself. I noticed that going outside and getting exercise, especially vigorous exercise, is really important to my sense of well-being. And I think it's quite safe to say that that's pretty broadly applicable to people. It's almost as, as if I'm making a video that I'm not sure if I really want you to watch. It's like right now, I would, I would much rather for you to have an experience that's more like getting exercise than watching a video of me getting exercise. I think, uh, though, if there is value to watching, walking and talking, it's maybe in just like to observe a person's thoughts in action over a long period and to be able to see how they change and see what types of thoughts seem to contribute to positive or clear states of mind and which ones seem to lead towards distress or unhappy states of mind. And so that's maybe Demonstrating uh, things like reframing and uh, and just kind of like philosophic inquiry apart from apart from uh, thinking about things like exercise apart from uh, thinking about the, the problem of sitting and viewing.
so maybe when I think of the ideal viewing scenario for walking and talking, it would be during a time when you would already be kind of sitting somewhere doing something anyways, like uh, doing some kind of work that, uh, some kind of work that you have to do that allows for extra, you know, that you have an extra like mental capacity with which you could sort of uh, listen to this and maybe look at it, but you don't have to be watching the whole time. It's not even really important to me that you'd be listening closely the whole time. At least I don't feel that way right now. Like I, I can tell you the story. Um, I might have told this story before in walking and talking. I was watching. I went with. Uh, my friends to see that movie Into the Wild that's based on the book I believe by John Krakauer about the guy who drops out of society and goes into the Alaskan wilderness and uh, you know someone someone who um, is really bent on leaving behind the, uh, I don't know, sort of uh, mediated society and seeking something like direct experience, direct life experience. And uh, I was watching this movie and about midway through, I, I just uh, decided that it just felt strange to be sitting in a movie theater watching this kind of story play out because it was a story about leaving behind exactly that sort of experience of watching a movie and I had this feeling like what am I doing sitting in a movie theater like this doesn't feel like it's like, I, I already understand uh, sort of the, wow, look at that crystal. Whoa, look at that. That's fucking amazing. I can expect to be distracted by a lot of things on this walk. Um... Yeah, like, to be, I, I felt like I already understood uh, the, the sort of thrust of the story, and, and I thought, like, that, and it just, it just reminded me of a, of a sort of, um, something that I had already been 
thinking a general direction I had already been going in where sitting in a movie theater didn't seem like a good use of my time on earth and so I just got up and told my friends uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna run home and even though we had driven there I just left the theater and started running and uh, I'm not sure if I went directly home maybe I'd stop to check out some dumpsters or something but you know this this is like totally the opposite of uh, what people in the media um, and especially people with YouTube channels are supposed to want we are you know we have this analytics thing in uh, the YouTube dashboard that's like tells us our viewer uh, retention like how long people are continuing to watch the video tells you like how many people watched it for how long like when people are are leaving your video when people are stopping it and so you know YouTube would like all its creators to implement media strategies that retain viewers for longer and therefore when you retain viewers longer there are more advertising exposure opportunities more opportunities to sell you stuff to get your money And of course, the creators like myself are naturally incentivized as well to retain your viewership so that we can get some uh, minuscule amount of that advertising revenue. But right now, 
I don't care about retaining you, dear viewer. Because I, I respect you and I care about you and I, I don't need those few cents that much. And I feel in a place at this present moment where my viewership statistics uh, don't feel important to my, um, my feeling of uh, significance and um, my feeling of, you know, being successful. And I'll admit that in, in uh, some other times, when I happen to look at my statistics, uh, it's possible for me to fall into what YouTube and what advertisers and what our society as a whole wants from me which is to increase views and increase viewer retention and to sell you stuff and when I when I fall into that way of thinking I feel I feel really insecure and um, just un, like totally dissatisfied with my performance and uh, and I feel like my I feel as if my whole trajectory is like has gone awry and is you know failing in the eyes of society But at a moment like this, when um, I feel relatively unconcerned about that form of validation, and I feel emotionally healthy, and bolstered up by the the general other circumstances in my life and and probably also by maintaining uh, healthy habits myself such as not watching videos such as getting exercise such as uh, of 
of what uh, of what my general direction, my my like my my bigger my bigger overall um, motivation for creating media at all. And I feel reassured that, yes, indeed, I very much do want to go against the uh, general flow of how this media machine works. To go against the economics of it. Because there are things more important to me than the economics of this media platform. And I think that the I think that generally the The value of the the transactions that take place through this, um, the the uh, monetary transactions that take place through this, are way less valuable than um, an actual actual um, well-being that could be contributed to within this. That is, I, I think that like the potential to exchange valuable information and inspiration and aesthetic experience through this media platform is far greater and more important than the the uh, the revenue earning potential and at like at this moment right now uh, I feel like I I really should demonetize I really should demonetize like I keep going back and forth. I keep going back and forth between monetizing and demonetizing. And when I monetize, that is when I allow for ads to appear, I, from my current perspective, I feel like I am, I may be acting from uh, a weaker part of myself, a, a more, slightly more like, fearful part of myself a part of my a less confident part of myself that is um, maybe caving to society like my perceived societal pressures like 
what I perceive as societal pr pr pressures to um, be able to call myself a success, you know? Um, when I, you know, looking especially through media, but also just um, in, in, act, in interactions with a lot of people, um, it seems as if, um, like, like financial success is a very big marker or indicator of, of success, of, of like that you are a successful person, that you are, um, you know, integrated well into society. And sure, I, I think like having, making money is, is uh, you know, an important and necessary thing for most people or just and not not making money per se but um, just to to have a sort of security of resources for living you know which in in uh, our civilization money is the is uh, is predominantly a means to, a means to securing the resources that you need for living, uh, safely and, and happily and healthily. But quite often, it seems to me, and I am I am guilty of this as well. Uh, it seems that the the making money aspect of that starts to get a little blown up out of proportion, and we tend to forget that money is a means to those resources to to it's a means to fulfill our human needs but it's not the only means and it's far from it Sometimes the cart gets put before the horse. Where sometimes uh, we might 
start to put this quest for money um, ahead of more direct pathways to fulfilling the needs of ourselves and the people around us that might be right in front of us, but we don't notice because we see this message all around us that that money is getting money is is paramount is this uh, is like the the most important indicator of thriving in the world so i i notice in myself uh, in times that i if i make actions based out of uh, a worry about money for instance if I start to start to try, start to think about the content of my YouTube channel or the, the uh, distribution of my YouTube channel from a perspective that's motivated from by making money then I'm in a I'm in a very unhappy place but if I am able to make my decisions coming from a, a feeling of uh, abundance and generosity and a kind of faith that a kind of faith really that if I'm acting out of a uh, feeling of generosity and and care towards the well-being of others that if I act from that type of volition that things will work out fine and when I think about it that's that has been the case thus far
So like just how this video fits in. I'm not exactly sure. But it's a means to communicate with a lot of people. More people than I could really communicate with in this amount of time. You know, IRL. So here I am communicating with you in a way where you are watching this video. And so what do I have to communicate to you that is important enough for you to keep watching? I don't know. It might it might be nothing. I mean and in in fact in a very real sense, it is nothing. In a very real sense, I don't feel that I have anything important. To tell you that it's so important that, that I think you need to keep watching. you'll excuse me for just a moment, I'm going to relieve myself.
or another way to say that is that I believe that the most important thing that I could possibly impart to you, the most important thing I could possibly communicate to you or teach to you or, you know, is something that you already know. I think that you already know. Actually, I'm, I'm sure of it. I know that, I know that you know, deep inside you, that there's something that you could do right now that would be really, the, you know, the most important thing you could do. You know, somewhere inside you, what is the step you could take for your, to, to feel more fulfilled in your life, to, to, to actualize yourself, to be You know, to be realizing your fullest potential. To like be living in a way where you're not like you're not holding any kind of tension um, or baggage or you're not um, you're not kind of like like just you're not like staying sequestered into uh, some kind of comfort zone you're not uh, distracting yourself from your your greater calling 
from doing what you're really meant to be doing and what what is it you know that what is it that prevents you from from really going for the thing that you dream about sometimes or doing that difficult thing that you think you you should probably do it might be difficult or scary and uh and so you might be procrastinating and um I really, I understand the feeling because even myself, um, I think I, I think I procrastinate doing a lot of things that uh, I really should do. That would, you know, there's there. I think that there are maybe a few things that um, I have been I've been putting off doing that if i were if i were to die tomorrow then i would perhaps regret not doing them but if if i if i just went ahead and did them then i think maybe i i would feel a little bit more peace inside of me even even though these things are uh, a little are very difficult and scary to me. I do know that I could do them. <clears throat> and if I do them, I think I will feel a little more peace inside of me and feel like like uh if I died then I would have I would have done I would have been living in the way that uh I want to live and done everything that I've wanted to do and not die leaving something, leaving a certain uh, string untied or leaving um, a potential unfulfilled or leaving, leaving something unresolved. So I, I even fall into this um, type of procrastination and, and distracting myself and uh, it doesn't make me happy. But at this very moment, I do feel like I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing with my life. And I, if I died tomorrow, I, I would be very glad that I did this today. And I feel like I'm saying the things that I would want to have said.
So even though I tell you that you already know this, you already know you already know what I'm talking about, and you know you know in your situation what really you ought to be doing. Sometimes it really is good to have a reminder or encouragement. Like, I, so I'm just encouraging you to, like, whatever that, like, unsettled, whatever, if you have, like, these, like, unsettled, unresolved feelings, uh, this, like, tension that you might be holding in yourself, that about something, some sort of unresolved um, thing, like, it could be, it could be some kind of, trauma that you have from the past, there could be um, an unresolved conflict that you have with somebody who's still around, or maybe somebody who's not still around, or there could be a dream that you have for your life that you are afraid to follow. I'm just encouraging you to uh, to really dig into those things and and excavate them and and sort them out and uh, and resolve them in whatever way. And you know the resolution might not you might not know exactly what the resolution is going to look like, but uh, I just urge you to jump in there. You know, because you won't regret it. You know, it might be scary or it might be, probably will be difficult at times, but in the long run, I don't think you'll forget it. You'll regret it.
but at the same time I don't want to uh, I don't want to like reinforce um, overly romantic notions of what a fulfilling life looks like. For instance, my current surroundings here um, might tend to suggest that uh, traveling to exotic places and going on lots of adventures is what constitutes a fulfilling life. But I don't, I don't believe that that is uh, necessarily the case. And uh, contrary to where I am right now, it's, it's never really been something that, that I've sought out, or it's never been something that I've attached with uh, to having a meaningful life. Like, and in, in fact, I, I've generally been pretty skeptical of a constant seeking for novelty and adventure. Because that can also be a symptom of um, a constant, like, uh, unfulfilled sort of desire. Uh, a, a constantly, like, grasping, unsatisfied mind. I've kind of approached these, you know, whatever uh, travels and adventures I've been onto, I've mostly kind of a approached them without any expectations at all, and sometimes even skepticism and dread, but there are things that I kind of just go along with more so than seeking them out um, on my own initiative. And so, like, I approach these experiences uh, without expectations for it to, you know, provide me with any particular emotional experience. And I try to appreciate them as much as I possibly can while I'm having them and then to let them go when they're over.
and I find even uh, in a place like this the uh, it's really the possibility for connection with people that is a lot more meaningful to me than than any sort of like sensual experience that is like the fact that I'm able to communicate with you this way right now is way more important to me than than uh, just being here like if I had to if I had to choose between just being here and not being able to share this experience with anyone or to uh, be stuck in a plain room but to be able to share that experience I would go with the plain room I mean, I guess that, uh, seems to go against a real, uh, aesthetic experience. The, or the, uh, the real, uh, aesthetic, uh, spirit, yeah. Um, As in, when I hear myself say that, I, I also don't want to be, you know, overly dependent on always being in company, but to be satisfied alone as well. But. This is like, you know, this is this strange uh, sort of hybrid experience right here where in one sense, I'm alone here and I'm just talking to a camera, you know, but in the other sense, I'm talking to you and you are uh, sharing, a, sort of sharing a, a mediated version of this experience. There are these really phenomenal huge crystals and they're they're just abundant it 
I will admit that this sensual experience that I am having is quite awe-inspiring. It does seem to inspire in me at this moment um, what I could describe as like an open-hearted feeling. say I say open-hearted because it I feel like I actually feel some kind of sensation like right here around my heart and the uh, I, I feel like and a stronger than usual desire for for everybody to feel at peace and it comes from my own experience of you know, feeling just this, this vast, having this like huge variety of um, emotional states. Like having experienced hatred myself and anger and isolation and depression and sadness and despair and um greed and envy and pretty much I can't I can't really think of a negative emotion that I haven't felt in my life Right now, I don't, I don't feel any of those emotions, really, but other than, other than perhaps like a certain feeling of maybe something like remorse.
there's like there's like a slight sadness about that's just kind of related to uh, knowing knowing that I've experienced these things and that so many other people have and do and are experiencing these negative emotions. That's my brother. One of my brothers. Um, yeah, like knowing that other people have had these emotions and that I have, and also um the awareness that that uh at times i have contributed to other people um feeling negative emotions or like uh like had a conflict where where uh these negative emotions kind of like um took hold in kind of like simultaneously and in a sort of feedback loop between me and another person. And all this, all this pain results for me and for the other person. And so now I just, I just feel a desire for, um, for, for neither of us to have any of that pain. And a really a desire for nobody to have that kind of pain. And um, 
But one of the funny things is that for me, doing this is <clears throat> seems to be like the best way for me to access that openness. And it might just be, I don't know if it, I'm sure it has some to do with um, making this public in a way, making my thought process public. Uh, and it may also have to do with just this, the regularity of this framework of uh, repeating this practice. I think both of them contribute. But if like, if a day goes by and, and I'm not engaged in doing something that's really important to me, then there's a strong tendency for um, some of those negative emotions to uh, cloud my understanding and uh, you know just put this kind of cloud of turmoil around me hey there
it's kind of interesting to me that in this instance the thing that is important to me that I'm engaging in is really um, this connection with you or this this uh, sort of potential connection that's that's all that's like available for you this um, this media that's gonna sit there on YouTube for whenever you want to access it um, but it's also I mean it's 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 for you here now is what is who this is for and it's it feels interesting to me that uh, the activity that is important to me the most important to me and that um, that like fills me with uh, feeling of purpose and meaning and belonging in the world is to is to communicate to you my desire for you to feel meaning and purpose and belonging in the world and to uh, be encouraging you to do the things necessary to find that, to foster that. That's my other brother in that car.
so hence hence a very long YouTube video just to like make it extra clear that the answer for you isn't really here inside the YouTube video it's not inside the screen your answer is never going to be inside the screen. I mean, maybe as a, a stimulus, as a, a vector uh, of some kind of encouragement uh, and, and reminder, and uh, just like maybe just maybe just enough sort of like a digital companionship to keep you oriented on the the right path that, that uh, really only you know what it is. I just want to encourage you to follow the path that you know is right regardless of the like exterior um, societal pressures. doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that you totally like disregard interacting with society at all necessarily it's just that uh, I think in fact for you to follow the the your, your deepest wisdom to let your deepest wisdom guide you is in fact gonna be better for you and for society in the long run. Because, you know, there's so much coming in there's so much information coming in. There's so much, um, there's such a variety of, there's so much activity and like so many uh, different emotions flying at you. Um, there's there's a lot of stuff to, to, to really like, there's a lot of stuff coming in through your sense organs that can really, have kind of a negative effect on on your um, your emotional state and your, your moral compass kind of like scramble things a bit
so I'm not just making like a series of like you know couple minute long videos that are promising to fix your problems there's no you know quick fix there's no like quick like knowledge that's gonna that you don't know already that's gonna like suddenly fix everything for you Take a brief little shortcut. It's kind of steep. Ah, stick on the road. And I'll take the shortcut. I might have to do like sliding. Oh! Oh shit! I'm gonna get fucked up. Okay. Whoa, I'm going to tear holes in my pants and lose my wallet. Let me make sure I don't lose my wallet. In fact, like, just by the, sh you can, as, as demonstrated by the sheer volume of walking and talking viewing that is available to you, it should be apparent that the, the potential amount of guidance uh, and wisdom for you to seek out from the outside is limitless. That is, there's no end to the uh, amount of external wisdom, you know, of like looking outside yourself for guidance. You, you know, you could keep... Oh, whoa. Oh, whoa, whoa. You can keep reading self-help books for the rest of your life. And you can keep... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Watching... You can keep watching self-help YouTube videos. You can keep reading philosophy. You can keep watching philosophical YouTube videos. You can, you can keep, you know, 
learning about new life hacks and shit for the rest of your life and there's no end to it you know I could keep I could keep spouting off inspirational uh, advice like this endlessly and it doesn't not doesn't really get you anywhere At some point, you you gotta like realize that you have all the everything you need within you to do exactly what you need to do in life and to lead a meaningful life. At some point, you can stop. You know, you can stop like looking for somebody else to tell you how to live. I mean, I'm pretty guilty of this. I like can't seem to stop uh <clears throat> can't seem to stop like reading spiritual stuff and philosophical texts. I'm a little addicted to it. I must admit. But at least I'm not doing it now, you know. I'm at least I'm not like At least I'm not like binge watching uh Marcus Aurelius audiobook uh at the moment. At least I'm doing something at the moment. Even if I am perpetuating a cycle. Was this really a shortcut? Or would have I would have would I have done just as well walking on the road? Anyways, assuming I don't roll my ankle on these rocks.
but you know that's why I feel all right about this video being so impenetrably long <clears throat> and devoid of attention holding mechanisms if you get you know quote unquote bored or inspired or something and uh, get off of YouTube and go move your body or something then I'll be quite happy And uh, I, that uh, that feeling is, in some sense, kind of liberating for me to be kind of like you know happy with the idea of you turning off this video and going to do something else. Um, Because in some ways it uh, it increases my feeling of autonomy here. That is, I feel um, I feel like more able to to speak from a place um, that's as if as if I'm just alone here, speaking to no one. just speaking for my own for for the sake of my own experience but paradoxically it feels like when i'm coming from that place i'm actually able to be more generous in a way i'm able to speak more authentically and um 
Yeah, without, without any, without a kind of like, uh, without the sort of, uh, self-centered motivation of, of like, wanting to entertain you. I mean, it's not necessarily self-centered, but... Like, without needing uh, affirmation from you. Yeah, and then and then paradoxically, like coming from that feeling uh, of a sort of autonomy, like things can get actually really interesting. But simultaneously, I still, I still like the fact that you're here, that you're here watching and listening. Like, the fact that you've gone through all this, that the fact that you're at, at this part of the video interested enough feels really exciting to me. It's like you've, you know, I don't know if you, it's quite possible that you skipped ahead to this part or, but uh, maybe you watched all the way through. Either way, it's fine. Um, but the fact that you are willing and interested enough to, to watch this part of the video gives me this, uh, this, this, uh, feeling like, like something actually like that, I that you're a type of person that, uh, that understands me well enough that you must be to some extent sort of, sort of a kindred spirit. 
and that like heartens me and and has me thinking a lot about what further potential of communication is there between people like you and me look at look at these betas oh yeah look at these crystals man i i just like where i live you never find shit like this and it's just all over the place here That is amazing. I mean, if you're willing to stick with me this far, like, where else can we go here, you know? It also, it, it's also, you know, uh, gratifying for me in, um, in a certain egocentric way in that, um, I get to, I get to, uh, kind of insert my thoughts into your brain and perpetuate aspects of my own personality beyond my body. So that like, that feels like uh, a, uh, a form of thriving or something. Hella peaceful.
Well, you know, since I have your attention, or maybe I do, and I have your time, what do we, what do, we do now? It seems like I've said uh, what's important to say. I can, kind of feels like. Um, which just to recap has basically been saying that I don't, that there isn't that much important to say. Jumping Jehoshaphat, look at that tree. That has to be like a thousand years old or something. Some kind of juniper, uh, some kind of juniper or cedar. Totally mind blowing. And then look up there, look up there, uh, on that mountain where it's bald. We started up there where there's no plants. Now there's starting to be some of these like cedar trees, so gnarled and thick. You should see the selfie stick that I'm have mounted you on. So now, you know, You've heard what I said already in the video about, about, you know, really ceasing to procrastinate, to do the things in your life that are really the most important things that you, that if you were, if you were to die tomorrow, what would you regret not doing today and and what are the things that if you were doing them you would be free of any sort of like anxiety or or worry about not uh, being the person that you most want to be So you, you've heard that, and you're still here, listening and watching, and my, my sincere hope is that if you are here, watching and or listening, then it is because you are in some way, in some form or another, currently doing something that you feel is important for you to do. And like I said, I don't want to convey some kind of romantic notion of 
what is meaningful in life because quite often in order to, to do meaningful things like there, there's all there's quite often a lot of uh, you know very mundane maybe even tedious uh, little things to do that are just in themselves don't seem remarkable at all you know we go go to work and uh, and perhaps do something that's that's um, that seems quite uh, quotidian or quite um, quite everyday normal thing to do uh, you know like if you are uh, and and that could be but that has to be part that has to be in service of what's important in your life That is a vista. Let me just, let's just do some, some panorama right now. Criminy. You know, you might have this uh, a perspective about things you have to do. I have to go to work. I have to make money. Um, I have to go to this job that I don't really care about. Um, you know, and, there, and then a number of other things that you just feel like you have to do. But I want to suggest to you a a different way of framing that, which is you don't have to do anything, but you are choosing to do those things. You are choosing to, you choose to go to work every day because you are preferring the outcome for your life that happens when you go to work every day as opposed to the alternative. You go to work every day perhaps to make money, you know? And of course, money is not the end of all means. Money is the means, hopefully, for what's important to you. Little crystal. That's kind of nice.
and uh, having some money can certainly facilitate doing a great many things. For instance, I spend some money uh, to do walking and talking. Sometimes, like when I need, sometimes like occasionally I have to buy a new camera, which is kind of expensive, or a new battery pack, or um, new memory cards, and uh, you know, I did spend some money to uh, get where I am today, but um, that wasn't so necessary for walking and talking. But I do, I, I do think it was worth it. well worth it um, but I am not under the illusion that if I had barely any money at all that I wouldn't still be able to find uh, live a meaningful life And I feel very fortunate to have um, had a lot of experiences that... Ooh. Have not required money with good friends who have barely any money, who have barely any interest in making money but who nonetheless live incredibly meaningful lives I mean to the extent that there is you know to the extent that you believe that there is meaning in life at all that's a whole nother debate but Certainly, <clears throat> a lot of money is not totally necessary for uh, fulfilling life. But sometimes, um, maybe it's the case that you, you, uh, maybe need to, it really helps to be exposed to that sort of life. And what I'm talking about, I, I guess it's fine to be specific, is that like, uh, at times in my life I've gone and lived on like intentional communities before i've lived in the forest before um just scavenging a lot of food and like 
uh, just riding my bike very long distances, you know, across multiple states, uh, dumpster diving food, foraging food, <clears throat> living in the woods, and, you know, like, and, and like learning kind of self-sufficiency skills. And learning that that sort of life is, it didn't, it didn't feel like a sacrifice. In fact, that life was very full of beauty. Enjoy. And while the specific details of that are not going to fit with everybody, you know, that's that specific lifestyle is not for everybody. But I do have a feeling. I mean, I, I have actually a strong conviction that the good life really is about an internal orientation that everyone has access to, and it is not dependent on external circumstances. But then, you know, there, then there's another perspective, though, that's like, well, it's like, 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 there's, you know, maybe that's like a, a cultural influence that, like, my particular upbringing and socioeconomic factors and education and my peer group and so forth uh, has shaped my worldview and shaped my inner orientation. And, you know, that's not false. That's not false. Amazing. And that, uh, I don't know, you know, my cultural, social, socioeconomic, educational background, um, can be said to determine my value system. And that other people in a different cultural, socioeconomic, educational upbringing have a very different value system. That's definitely true. But I would still say that 
beneath those, beneath the particular values. Within everybody, there does exist like an like an inward orientation the the you know a, a, a center a core um, of which these uh, slightly more superficial values are are kind of outward manifestations of And uh, these, these, like, so, like, what we can describe as particular values may may actually be kind of like the way that, like, the way that the 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 soul, the core, the center of morality, the most your most inward. Uh, compass of wisdom interfaces with the world around you the environment the social environment the cultural economic environment around you different cultures uh interface with the world in different ways so if you you are a person within a culture within a specific society and so the way that you interface with that society will depend on the society and and so, like, the, the particular values are, like, you know, they both guide the individual and they guide the society. But I, I guess I just, and so, you know, there's differences in value of course between cultures but I feel like at the core of it there is something that all humans have in common
So per perhaps what I'm saying is something like it's important to stay connected to that core. That you access through uh, an inward orientation. I, I don't know. Maybe inward. Maybe inward orientation isn't isn't the right way to say it. It's more like uh, like staying aligned with with the deepest wisdom as opposed to a more the more uh, surface level and ephemeral uh, urges and whims and pressures the ground is all sparkly with crystals is quite magical and I'm like really tempted to just stop and and look at these rocks and just pick up a bunch of rocks and look at them closely but I need to keep moving along swiftly if I want to get off of this mountain before it starts getting dark and cold. But it's like, you know, everything that I'm saying is just sort of slight variations on the same thing, which is essentially nothing, which is essentially
voiding voiding the idea of communication in a sense or like continuing to tell you that the only important thing that I have to tell you is something that you already know and that anything that it's that seems novel here anything that seems like could be gained from me is is really just kind of like beating around the bush really just uh pointing at the thing but not the thing itself The shadows are getting longer. Fortunately, I'm descending in altitude where it's gradually, as, as the day cools off, uh, me coming down in altitude, it's warming up. So it's like, uh, kind of like staying e even just about. And we're coming into the realm of these like like hedge sculpture looking things. This amazing like spiny plant that's like just creeping over everything in slow motion. Creeping up this tree.
So, should I even keep talking? That always comes up. Here's, here's the real topiary garden. I'm just here for available digital companionship and encouragement. For when you really need it. But don't, you know, you probably don't want to get attached to walking and talking as like uh, something that you like watch compulsively. But, you know, I've, I've been so irregular about doing it, even though it's like so beneficial for me. I guess, I suppose I could rationalize that my irregularity at uploading these videos won't allow you to become too dependent on them. I would love it if each one came as a sort of unexpected reminder to continue being your best self.
at the moment I have this feeling like like a, a certain thought of uh, in, inadequacy of this comes up now, which is interesting. Like an inadequacy for this of this to do something for you. Um, and it's true, but at the same time it's been true all along. But sometimes I'm not looking at it from that angle, you know? Um, not looking from the angle of wanting this to do something for you. It's like, it's like yes and no, you know? Um, To not create a thing that is, that, uh, that it, it's a tricky sort of balance or something that's like something that is, uh, not going to captivate you and, um, create an illusion or, um, lure you into looking outside of yourself, looking towards another for the answers. But at the same time, something that's like effective at at communicating just that or something that's effective at uh, causing you to look or causing you to, I don't know, For whatever, you know, whatever beauty you might see in this is, in fact, exists already within you. The experience, any, any experience of beauty or experience of inspiration that you have <clears throat> is something that you always have the potential for that's, that's within you and it's not about this. You are here, you're watching this video, remarkably enough, because of who you are, because of um, the experiences in your life that have shaped you and have, you know, all the, all the, all the experiences that have just happened to lead to you watching this video right now.
it means you're a, a certain sort of person that I mean I think that probably to some degree already has realized your own potential and your own autonomy and your own um, power to to uh, to guide your life in a meaningful direction you must already have a pretty good compass if you're watching this video this far At the very least, you have, you know, um, uncommonly good attentional capacity. Wow, look at that tree. Holy cow. So, you know, here's here's me just like kind of showing you that uh you're not alone in in being the way you are, that there's some other person out here who knows that um to be the way that you are <clears throat> To, to live to the high standard that you live. I mean, to, to like hold yourself to the, the high standard um, of, of, of morality and, and truth seeking. That I just want you to know that there's another guy of a similar ilk and that I'm aware of how lonely that can feel. But I've found a way to um, at least temporarily not feel lonely in exercising these capacities.
And so I hope it has a, has a, a reciprocal effect for you. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of this sort of thing. There's a lot of these communications um, in existence to let you know that you're, you're not alone. You're not alone in being really intelligent. You're not alone in like being really moral. You know, you're not alone in uh, being, you know, particularly like sensitive or empathetic to the 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 suffering existent in the world. There are writings, you know, dating back thousands of years of, from people um, of the same sort of ilk. You can read uh, Marcus Aurelius's meditations, you know. Uh, I think he was like, uh, I think he's like a third century Roman emperor, if I'm not uh, screwing up the dates. And he wrote just this diary. It was it was just for him. He wasn't trying to write a book for anybody. He was just like writing this diary of of these stoic little meditations, these little short, like, numbered little paragraphs. That got preserved. And they're just, uh, such powerful wisdom. They, you know, it's like depicting like a guy who who really understands um like a very high level of morality and and abides by this despite whatever sort of pain and and loneliness um and sort of uh like abdication or or like renunciation of uh of temptations of the world he's writing these things and it's like 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 this guy has this this uh seemingly like rock solid like autonomous 
moral compass that like he has to follow despite uh, all sorts of treachery around him. And so like you can read this and you can you can like really relate. You can, you know, it's like you look at uh, the world around you and see the way that people behave and it can be really easy to, to be discouraged by that, to be um, like driven off your course to kind of like like if like if everybody around you is, is engaged in something kind of like something like morally corrupt in in one way or another it uh can be really hard not to start behaving that way yourself like it it can seem like if every everybody else is like gaining a certain is like seems to be benefiting by a certain like uh like weak morality or like doing things that uh that that is is beneath integrity and so it can feel like you have to like uh it can feel like this struggle to sort of like resist the temptation to um, do something that's a little bit uh, self-serving, maybe a little bit dishonest, like a little bit beneath uh, the real integrity that you have the potential for in order to get some kind of short-term gain or something. But like reading reading something like meditations is like um, it's like a, a reassurance of of the fact that your integrity, your virtue ultimately will give you much more happiness, meaningfulness, and joy, and direction, and, like, lighter soul, and, uh, greater sense of well-being than, than any sort of, like, material, or, like, status, or, like, uh, appealing thing out in the world for you to grasp towards, you know? that acting with acting with the highest morality that you can acting with like the with the strongest integrity really really is of the most benefit for you and really it really fortifies your being it 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 makes a sort of it makes you into the sort of person that that isn't diminished by external circumstances.
because you understand you it it helps you to um it helps you to to understand that the external circumstances like your lot in life the fortunes that have befallen you or haven't befallen you are is is really completely like ephemeral really just a surface appearance it is not in any way substantial it has no bearing on on the core of you of of your experience The only thing that like that really has a bearing on on your well-being is the I'm is and and is the is the only thing that you are actually in control of. And that's whether you respond to the world with integrity and virtue or not. That's all you really have control over. You don't have control over, you know, the forces of nature and the, the actions of other people. So there's no reason to be, to have your happiness invested in those uncontrollable things whatsoever. Your happiness must only be invested in what you can control and, and, you know, the only thing that you ultimately have control over is the really innermost, is your really innermost uh, being, you know, your really innermost, like, compass. So, and so, you know, keep looking in there, keep looking in there, deeper and deeper. Beneath successive layers.
And also, I should add some might want to dismiss Some might want to dismiss the writings of Marcus Aurelius because he was a very powerful emperor who had, um, you know, access to whatever he ever wanted and so, like, you know, was in this position. of worldly abundance and so you know very easy for someone to be so uh, stoic who is in such a high position because he doesn't really have to worry about uh, his his well-being his material well-being and so I'll, I'll add then, then read Epictetus because he was writing essentially the same philosophy, but he was a slave. One person, the emperor, the most powerful emperor in the world the other a slave, and both of them espousing the same philosophy of of being of like being totally like uh, having your your you know your well-being totally disinvested in in your your life circumstances in external circumstances. It's all. The, the, the only important thing for you to worry about is whether you respond to your situation with virtue or not. So you can, you can read whichever one or both and feel, feel uh, like for me, I read that and I feel um, a lot less lonely. Maybe I like to be saying these sorts of things in in uh, a contemporary format, just to like hammer it in that like uh, it's not like this perspective is must be relegated to the ancient past.
I gotta take a whiz again. So I'm gonna try and point you towards this nice vista. Judging by the hand trick that somebody told me, if you hold your hand, somebody told me this, if you hold your hand sideways, um, at arm's length between the sun and the horizon, each hand width between the sun and the horizon is about an hour that you have left before the sun sets. I don't know if that's really true, but uh, judging from my hand, it only looks like I have a half hour left before the sun hits the ridge. So we can test it. Counting, counting down 30 minutes from now. course it's possible that I move in I'll be moving in relation to the ridge and could be altering the time because of that It's a clear, it's a totally clear sky. I don't see the moon anywhere, but... Hopefully there will be enough light to continue following the road. I feel a little tired of talking.
starting to yeah occasionally have these moments where I'm like ready to stop being on video and go back to regular life <clears throat> because I feel like I've said what I have to say, but I also feel totally fine with including that in this video. And I feel totally aware that persisting beyond these points when I feel, when I momentarily feel a desire to stop talking um, it's gonna lead me into talking about something else that I may be glad that I talked about like that whole spiel about Epictetus and Marcus Aurelius I didn't expect to be talking about that going to come next I don't know except that this right here is coming next this what I'm saying here is coming out I'm saying what I'm saying we're still in the land of Spiky topiary garden. The spiky, the weird spiky amorphous bush that is slowly taking over trees and rocks, turning them into eerily anthropomorphic figures. thought ran through my head, uh, a uh, memory of something I said earlier before walking and talking, and I felt 
I felt some regret about saying that thing because um, it was kind of along the lines of gossip and I think you know it's like a, a slightly like a slightly like impulsive motivation that led me to gossip thusly and then I felt afterwards like a little bit gross a little bit dirty for doing that you know it's just like something that's like just completely unnecessary to say and then and then like you know and then it comes that memory of saying that of of and of having that uh kind of dirty feeling uh having gossip like comes back and then i feel like uh, a little bit of guilt it's not something like major or anything but it's just like um that's the sort of thing i'd like to sort of behavior i'd really like to weed out from myself oh there's the moon oh my god it's a full moon that that is a sight for sore eyes Good golly, Miss Molly. That is fucking Jesus. Oh my God. Trying to contain my language. I just, this sight makes me just want to scream expletives. With joy, you know, of course. Well, it's also so reassuring, you know. There's a f there's a full moon coming up. I have no worries about uh, getting back. There's not a cloud. There's not a cloud in the sky except for these clouds like flowing beautifully over this mountain. I'm above the clouds. Am I going to walk into those clouds? Is that what's going to happen? If I walk beneath the clouds then maybe they'll... I don't know. I think I'll be fine. But I do want to uh, pick up the pace a little here and be swift and not dawdle. So I'm not late for supper.
because as the saying goes, how does it go? If you don't get home for supper, you might just have to suffer. Old sage advice. My ear just popped, and my hearing just totally changed. Like the uh, yeah, both like both my I swallowed and both my ears popped, and now the higher frequencies just got way clearer, and like now my hearing actually feels like much more clearer. Uh, even though, like, I didn't notice any deficit, you know? I didn't notice any deficit in my hearing. But, compared to now, a few seconds ago, it was like, the highs were really muffled. And now, like, I can hear, like, the crunching under my feet with so much more crispness. Uh, and, I don't know, sometimes I liken that to a sort of um, like that kind of experience can happen with your awareness with, with like uh, with, a, with deeper aspects of consciousness that can happen like your like your perception of the world being very clouded by uh stream of thoughts or feelings or something and then like having sometimes having an experience of them of that suddenly lifting and then just like your your vision being like so much more clear even though you like like you you now like perceive something that you just didn't know was possible sup goats
that's the sort of thing that they describe in uh, like uh, Zen monasteries. Well, especially in like uh, Rinzai Zen, like this uh, sudden flash enlightenment sort of thing. I can't say for sure that I've ever experienced a sudden flash enlightenment, uh, but I've ha I've had some kind of uh, experiences like that while I was playing drums years ago. Of like playing drums and like having this experience of my identity like completely vanishing but still being totally aware but feeling totally like the like in like unseparate from everything from all of experience from of like there being no separation from myself and the sound coming from the drums sort of thing and also a kind of feeling of like sort of a feeling of like uh, ascending into ascending into some other sort of dimension like um, Like a feeling of uh, being able to like observe my body and myself from like this other perspective that could observe it like as as being like connected to uh, everything else there. Oh great. Where did, where did I, oh, here's the cap. And then like, you know, subsequently having some kind of, uh, kind of similar experiences and uh, sometimes while playing drums and uh, maybe sometimes while meditating. 
And then subsequently, while, you know, doing things like sitting and smiling or walking and talking. But they, in some sense, feel less uh, drastic uh, or, or less uh, of, a, of a surprise. Because it, it feels as if that um, higher, clear perspective that uh, I had in that, you know, one, like, you know, whatever, like, peak experiences uh, seems gradually to be integrating more and more with just, like, with the rest of life. And... I am increasingly aware of the non the non separation between like the so called like peak states or whatever and just like every other state uh like increasingly aware of their their you know non separation <clears throat> and so in that way like like it becomes really important to not get uh attached to like experiences like that because then you're you're rejecting the experience that you the current experience that you're having okay we got we got a little crossroads here all right which Is there any kind of sign? As long as it keeps going down, I think I should be good. But then, you know, and it does put that little, like, uh, little seed of question in your mind am I going the right way
Yeah, it looks like this keeps going down. What was I talking about? Well, I still have like still have a little bit of this um, feeling this like sensation around my heart area <clears throat> and that I that I where I really want to do all I can to uh, resolve any any unresolved uh, like conflicts or or misunderstandings or miscommunications that might exist between myself and people that know me people that I know and I guess I'm I guess it's good for me to say this now, on the record. Um, maybe that'll force me to, uh, or or like, encourage me to uh, make good on that. Well, back when I'm out in the real world, and. Um, all the familiar stimuli that, uh, on, upon which I reflect my identity and the stimuli, and the external stimuli that reinforce my identity. And per perhaps reinforce egotistical aspects of my identity that might prevent me from uh, making efforts to uh, reach out openly to resolve conflicts. I think I remember this, I think I remember passing that thing. So I think I'm on the right track. Oh, well.
the sun is beneath a ridge, but of course I'm like, I'm now I'm beneath a totally different ridge. Oh, is that bird? We'll see when we come around the bend, but it's uh, it's coming up almost on 30 minutes exactly. So if the sun is setting uh, behind that same ridge, then then perhaps that lends some credibility towards the old hand trick. If you if you missed that part of the video, uh, I'm referring to you when you put your horizontal hand at arm's length um, between the sun and the horizon, and you count how many hand widths there are between the sun and the horizon, and supposedly, according to what somebody told me. Each hand width equates to one hour of sunlight that you have left before sunset. So, uh, so 25 minutes ago, or 27 minutes ago, um, I did that hand trick and estimated about 30 minutes left. But like, now I've I've descended a lot lower in relationship to the ridge, so it's like maybe I sp sped up the process a little bit. I think further testing is is will be necessary, but uh, so far it seems to be not wildly inaccurate. You know, of course, it's going to vary based on the width of your hand and the length of your arm. It's funny how uh, sometimes thoughts kind of run through my mind about how to 
how to further monetize or professionalize what I'm doing. Like, are the sorts of things that I'm saying, like, uh, kind of similar to, like, counseling? Or therapy or something? Or motivational speaking? And then, and then, so I think, hmm, how do I actually build a career upon this and, like, charge people lots of money to do this? Uh, do I, like, you know, become a licensed <clears throat> therapist or something? And then I'm, then I'm just, like, then I'm just reminded, like, like, wh why not just, like, keep doing this in this format where it's free? Why not just keep putting it out there for free? I'm not starving to death. It's like if more people would start to like, uh, you know, operate that way, it could be a good thing, maybe. I don't know. I guess it would just I guess it would just be a different sort of economy. Not necessarily better, but maybe. Professionalization is not necessarily a bad thing. But sometimes it can be. Like you know, to become a professional at something, there are certain qualifications. <clears throat> you know, and it's good to have qualifications to make sure people are competent. But sometimes the qualifications don't really, don't quite seem to align with actually doing good work. Like a person can can kind of move through the system like kind of just doing the necessary things to get qualified, jumping through the correct hoops and all, but like but still not really be like uh like invested in it in a in a way that like leads to like uh, them doing like a really good job, you know? Like if they're just kind of like jumping through the hoops in order to like secure a career and secure money and their, their volition is not in the right place I think like they might not be they might not be the best for the people that they're supposedly serving. But then you can like, I don't know. But then somebody, you know, might actually, it's it's also possible for someone to be uh, really good at something and really invested in, in, in helping people, but uh, be kind of excluded from doing it in a professional capacity because of the the, the bureaucratic um, 
qualifications that are in place. getting darker and I like really hope I made the correct turn. I really hope that this path keeps going down. I wonder if this is somebody that I can ask. brother again. They're going the right way. Which mean means I'm going the right way. Well, that's a relief. <laughs> Should I have jumped on top of the car? Just thoughts coming through my mind about how sort of um, personal this video is. It's really, I don't think, it's, it's you know, not quite geared towards as wide an audience as Sitting and Smiling. It's quite a different sort of viewer, I think. Quite a different type of viewing experience. So much so that I am thinking that it may actually be better to put it on its own channel again, like I, I used to. I used to have it on its own channel. I think it might be good to separate again. Sorry, this is just like thinking out loud, of course. It's gonna get dark, and there's gonna be moonlight. 
Wow, just yeah, just thinking. Sorry. Um, maybe sometimes when it becomes evening like this, when it becomes evening like this, my mind uh, starts to drift in in kind of like a more like personal or social direction. Uh, it starts to become less formal. more intimate or something. And so I was just walking and for a while there and my mind was like, just kind of like drifting towards um, social matters. Interpersonal stuff. So I'll just like try and uh, maintain a connection with you here for the remaining time. It's getting hard to see now. Oh, we still have 34 minutes left. But, but I don't want to, uh, on one hand, I don't want to, to uh, make you feel like your presence is valued here. Your presence is very much valued. <clears throat> And I'm, I'm really grateful that you've stuck with me this far. Or maybe you skipped ahead, that's okay too. Basically, uh, oh yeah, I'm like at the base of the mountain now. I'm like on the home stretch. Timing is working out pretty perfectly. I feel so grateful for this experience. Yeah, it keeps going. My uh, 
my mind keeps like rambling off towards interpersonal uh, thoughts. Sometimes this seems to be like uh, onset caused by the setting of the sun. So I'm just going to make an effort to continue talking here. Get a load of that moon. As I said that I had a, an awareness of myself as a as a YouTube personality. And I imagined you getting accustomed to my personality and uh, forming a uh, some sort of like affection towards it. It's a strange thing. We like we like mentally make friends with like celebrities that we see on TV a lot. I'm not saying I'm a celebrity, but if you if you see me on a regular basis like I might inhabit a part of your mind that uh, is also where your friends inhabit I guess I like that I like I guess I suppose that's pleasant to think about I guess I would be glad to um, provide to you at least some of the function that a friend might provide. You know, of course, I couldn't re replace an actual friend with which you can have in-person dialogue with. Because, unfortunately, I, I can't quite become, like, I can't quite, like, have a real friendship with, like, everyone that watches. That is, like, uh, it's not really feasible for me to, like, develop, like, an actual dialogue with everybody that watches. Because I would just be too spread thin. And, uh, and also, it seems, it kind of seems important for me to have, 
have uh, friendships that are that are like you know where, where it's like outside of this you know it's like outside of the context of uh, this work where I can like I can uh, take a break from inhabiting this role and uh, just inhabit a role that's like relating to somebody as in you know in some totally totally other role even though truth be told that's kind of like most of my friendships are sort of based around uh, creative, doing creative work. But not all of them. Sometimes it feels nice to just have a friend who's like just a friend and uh, And you just value each other just for being a person. And not like just for like being for being good at what they do or something like that. Boy, it's it's getting darker and darker. I wonder if you can see anything at all. Or I wonder if like I wonder if it's almost pitch black. It's like the only light is uh this blue light that's emanating from my battery pack and the moon. So maybe I should just keep pointing the camera towards the moon. Because then you'll always see something on the screen of your computer or phone or whatever. This uh, is is the content starting to get a little bit uh, dispersed? A little bit too informal? A little bit <clears throat> unfocused? It feels like it might be. But then, but then I can, uh, you know, reflexively analyze the content as a means of continuity. As you may have noticed, I often do. But it's not the only means of continuity. We've had some actual content in here. We've we've had a, we've had a little bit of content that's frayed from the self-reflexive, like talking about the Stoics. Okay, we got we got another crossroads here. That one's kind of looks like it goes back up in the long run, and this one 
I feel like it's going uh, more in the general direction. Uh, I hope I, I sure fucking hope so. Very grateful for this cloudless full moon night right now because uh, otherwise I could be in a little bit of a pickle. I don't exact I'm not sure if I remember this part. ain't much to look at now so I, I guess I better keep talking so that there's some uh, content well I'm just kind of feel slightly preoccupied by uh, hoping I'm going in the right direction because at this point I yeah, I feel a little unsure. Because there was that crossroads. I mean, like, it's easy. It, it, the The problem is that the the place I'm the place I'm trying to get to isn't just on the coast. It's like up in the hills a little bit. So it's like 
am I going towards the right hill, you know? But, you know, <clears throat> the fact that you're watching this video probably means that I made it out alive. The only other possibility is that someone found my remains and then uh, posted this <clears throat> video posthumously. Okay, this goes down another switchback. Ah, oh, fuck. Into this valley. if I should turn back. And I don't have any cell service here. time we got in this video anyways all right I gotta keep talking to you for another 17 minutes Oh, yes! Familiar landmark. I definitely, I passed, we passed this um, freezer sitting on the side of the road. Alright, we're, we're going the right way. For sure. But, <clears throat> that also reminds me that I think I still have uh, kind of a far way to walk actually like a lot more like switchbacks before I'm actually at the base so I got I got a little farther to walk than I than I thought but at least I know I'm on the right path
Is this the part of the video where it just gets, you know, like totally, totally uh, mundane uh, and and like whatever whatever uh, exalted quality any of the previous video might have had at this point it sort of merges into uh, just real life you know plain old like documentary uh, like even less even less performativity than we thought was possible even less performativity than there was before as necessary ne as as a uh, what as necessitated by extenuating circumstances by life's vicissitudes of getting lost I can see my shadow from the moon moon shadow This blue light from the battery pack is now so bright that it's like, uh, it feels like it's interfering with just like getting my, getting my night vision on. I wonder if I can cover it up. See, this is getting pretty like, getting pretty like normal life right I'm losing I'm, I'm losing any sort of like continuity of uh, content really and it's it's just kind of like uh, at this point at this point uh, the content is, is more and more starting to become dictated by uh, just practical concerns in, in my real life. I mean, not that that is separate from the previous content, but it has a different quality. I'm not in, I'm less in like a reverent mode. Um, you know, when, I, when I'm talking about the practical values, it's like, I'm not philosophizing, so to speak. And then it becomes, then it becomes very, questionable 
what the value of you watching this would be. Because as the content starts to become dictated by my specific real-world circumstance, uh, then it becomes so specific to me that it's like, how is this relevant to you? And, but here I am just commenting on that very nature of the content and analyzing it and analyzing our relationship and, you know, in relationship to, to these circumstances. And that in itself is seems to be generative of, of possibly some, I don't know, maybe something of value. Um, I feel a little bit as if As if this is starting to get like kind of uh, <clears throat> like minutely reflexive, like on the micro level, um, again, which is something that we've done in the past. Oh shit, another crossroads. Okay, another crossroads. I think I keep continuing straight here based on my memory. was paying attention. I was paying attention going up this road and trying to remember all the turns and stuff. And I think I think I remember that this is the way to go. Yeah, I, I think so. I'm fairly certain. It's getting chillier. And I think I still have a substantial ways to go, actually. My brothers know that I'm up here. And if I get totally lost, they'll come looking for me.
I'm just kind of like imagining certain um, <clears throat> like survival sort of scenarios now. Like for instance, like say I got somehow I got totally stuck, like I fell and broke my leg or something. Um, so I, th I think my brothers would come out here looking for me and say if I heard or saw their car coming, the, uh, the battery pack that is charging the camera also has a flashlight on it. So I could like, if I heard them coming or saw them coming, I could turn on the light to kind of signal my location and hopefully they'd see it. But, you know, we're nowhere near needing to uh, start fantasizing about that sort of thing, but it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to start imagining uh, what you do in different scenarios like that. I wonder if you can see my face like lit up by this blue light and if it looks weird. I still have like an hour to walk. And I certainly value your company here, but at the same time, I, uh, I'm, so, I'm sort of to be honest, looking forward to the time when I turn the camera off and then I can just kind of focus on where I'm putting my foot, you know? And then, uh, and it might also actually be nice to enjoy uh, a little further solitude without having God's eye on me, aka you, the YouTube public.
I wonder if I can see the uh, see the time. Three minutes left. It's it's maybe it's maybe a, a little bit a little bit eerie here. Uh, with the goats, you know, the goats still roaming around with their bells on. It's like, you know, if there's a, a pack of goats here that that didn't like me, You know, there's there's enough there's definitely enough goats around here to uh, overpower me if they uh, decide to work together, but I don't know if goats really work together like that. Plus, they 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 actually seem pretty benign. Pretty, uh, fairly indifferent to me. I can see stars. I don't know if you can see that. I can see a heck of a lot more stars than I can see where I live. So, I think when I turn off the camera in like one, less than one minute, oh, yeah, in like now, um, it's going to be time to like look at the stars for a while. And, you know, <clears throat> think about dinner. All right. I think it's time that I uh, just focus on getting my ass back to civilization and not being late for supper. My sincerest gratitude to you, my internet friend. And I have nothing more to say.